Is it possible that giving thanks puts you in a state of mind that unleashes your mental capacity to actually bring forth the thing that you want? Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Grow Time Devotional, where we use biblical principles to live a high-performance and God-honoring life. Um, And today I want to talk about belief. Belief is one of the most powerful superpowers that we were given, and we see it throughout the Bible, except we don't always leverage it in the right way. And I kind of want to look at... um, my, my reading for today was uh, was the story of Lazarus being raised from the dead. That was my devotional for this morning. I thought I'd share it with you guys, some thoughts from it. I just think it's so interesting. And so I'm going to read it real quick. It's, I'm reading John 11, 8, uh, 38 to 44. And then we'll kind of break some things down, right? So it says, Then Jesus, again groaning to himself, came to the tomb. It was a cave and stone lay against it. And so one thing to call out there is like Jesus was hurting. Like this was not, he was not above it. He didn't even maybe know what was going to happen, right? He's human. And so I think we can relate to that because if, if, he, if he knew, oh, it's going to be easy and Lazarus is going to be raised from the dead, it's going to be no problem, then why would he be groaning, right? So he was groaning. And, um, and then says, uh, he said, take away the stone. Martha, the sister of the dead, said that there's a stench. And because he's been dead for four days, and Jesus said to her, did I not say to you that if you would believe, you would see the glory of God? Believe, there's that word. So then they took away the stone from the place where the dead man was lying, and Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, and here's where it gets really interesting, Father, I thank you that you've heard me. And I know that you always hear me, but because of the people who are standing by me, I said this that they may believe that you sent me. And now when he said these things, he cried in a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And he who had died came out, bound hand and foot in grave clothes, and his face wrapped with a cloth. Jesus said to him, loose him and let him go. So here's what's really interesting here. First of all, he does things in reverse, right? So um, Jesus gives thanks before the actual miracle happens before the result happens. He's giving thanks. Um, and this is something you see like throughout the Bible and you see it in the Lord's prayer. You see how thanksgiving is the prerequisite to the thing that you want, which is kind of like different than what a lot of us assume, right? We, we, we pray for something, we want something. And then once we get it, we, the, the default is then we give thanks, right? We, or whether it's God or other people, right? Um, someone does something for you, thank them afterwards. If God does something for you, the default is, or you thank them afterwards. And what we learn here and what I've been trying to instill in myself is this is a principle. So this is one of the, when we talk about the laws of the kingdom and how it works, giving thanks before the thing that you have has come to, what you, to, to you is one of the laws that helps it actually happen, right? We see this in non-spiritual terms in like gratitude journals and things like this, right? Is it possible that giving thanks puts you in a state of mind that unleashes your mental capacity to actually bring forth the thing that you want, right? Whether this is um, in business or in life or anything, like is it possible that 
it's not all just like, you know, this uh, simplistic us and God thing, but is it possible that the state of mind, we know that it's possible that the state of mind that we're in, the state that we show up to things with actually influences the results, right? That, that is, that's the case. If you understand, you know, living a high performance life, like that is one of the things like showing up with a certain state and a certain energy, that energy brings forth the result, right? It, it, it increases the probability of the thing. Is it possible that one part of this is that one of the laws that govern the world, that God put into the world was that thanksgiving increases the probability of you being successful at the thing that you're trying to do? I think it is. I think we see that throughout scripture. And I think there's also an aspect between us and God, of course, where clearly thanking in advance is a powerful tool, right? Of belief and faith, right? Because true thanksgiving is like, it's already done. Like it's already won, it's already done. And that, that confidence, that belief, that's, we see that in some of the top athletes in the world, right? They know that the championship is already theirs. And so they're just walking it out, right? That confidence actually brings, the, brings it forth. It actually increases the probability. Thanksgiving in advance, when it comes, to, is almost like a shortcut to faith, right? And this is where this belief is so strong. So like giving thanks, like increases your faith. Like when you can actually be, be sincere with it. Like I truly am thankful for this thing. Every morning I've, I've gotten to this habit of, um, so I run a lot of different businesses and do a lot of different things. And there are desires of my heart with regard to those businesses. We might be working on different deals, sometimes working on really, really big deals. I've gotten into the habit of thanking God when I pray over these things, even when I, specifically when I put my kids to bed at night, when we pray, I pray over our entire family. I pray over all of our businesses. And I used to say, God bless our business in these ways. And God, please bless our family in these ways. About, about a year ago, maybe, uh, you know, actually sort of over a year ago, we were, we were going through some, like, I was going through some frustrating times, specifically in business, um, where certain things just weren't clicking. And it was, it was, a, it was a frustrating time. It was, there was a lot of disappointments in a lot of things. A lot of things that I was working on weren't happening the way I wanted them to happen. And so I actually got into the habit of saying, I remember the specific time where I said, okay, it just occurred to me because I knew this principle, but I wasn't applying it. It occurred to me like, oh, instead of asking for blessings, why don't I thank God for the blessings? Thank, thank God for the blessings in my business. Thank him for these things that are already going to happen. And I made that switch about a year and a half ago. And I, I kind of changed a lot of the aspects of my life in, in the words that I use to communicate how I believe about something and what I think about something, I, like, like Thanksgiving and just, just in and removing all negativity and the likelihood of failure and all that kind of stuff out of my vocabulary. So I did a few, a bunch of things. And also like, there were also tactics that I employed. So it's not just one, I'm not saying that necessarily it's like this one thing, but I think this thing is extremely powerful and I don't think it's coincidental. I don't believe in coincidence, but as soon as I started doing that, things started changing. And I remember 
it being the end of August of last year, 2022 at the time. And it didn't look like, there were a few deals we were working that didn't even look like they could turn around. Like I was, I was almost already feeling like this is, like this would be an unlikely thing in my experience in business, like this thing turns around. And in the course of, it was like five days, like they all turned around. They all came through. And we went from, I went from being frustrated with a, with a lot of areas of business to being so, to actually we had like the best quarter and then we've beat every quarter since then. And that's just in business. And then life is the case, that's the case as well. And I think it has to do with, I don't, I don't think there's magic bullets in life, but I do think, or silver bullets, I, but I do think there are things that act like silver bullets in life. Like when you, like a practice of truly being thankful and obedient to God's laws, right? Following in the, the principles that run the universe, the success principles, following those is a silver bullet because it's not just saying the words, but when you really believe it, part of it is saying the words. And then when you say the words, it actually starts to influence other areas of your life, even subconsciously to where, yeah, it's not just the words that are spoken. It's all the other things that come out of that. But the words that are spoken actually are the, the, the impetus for all those things happening. And you wouldn't even do those things. You don't even know those things are happening sometimes. And the entire your entire life, universe, and energy starts to align with the principles that God put forward when you're obeying them and when you're aligning with them and when you're utilizing them and you start to see changes. So Thanksgiving, before the win, before the thing that you want, is a, is a strategy that's, that's, that is um, very simple and one that you can employ even when you don't believe it. You just start saying it. Start saying it, start doing, and eventually you'll start believing it. Like you don't even have to believe it. You just start, start thinking. One of my tactics is no matter what's going on, every morning when I pray over everything that's going on, I thank God for the wins. I pray for abundance to be unleashed in, in those areas. I pray with specificity, right? What if we prayed with specificity, right? Because the prayers that you pray, could God even answer them? Is it, are they even specific enough? What if we prayed with specificity, meaning this specific thing I want to change in this way? This is not a new concept of being specific. That's, this is a totally different podcast, totally different subject, but I'll just say it real quick. Like being specific is not a, different concept, not a new concept. It's actually something that uh, in, I believe in thinking grow rich, one of the key things was having a clear and stated goal. They call it, he calls it something else. Napoleon called, he'll call it something else, but it's being clear, being really specific about your goal, what your, what your, what your stated outcome is. What if we prayed that way so that God can actually answer those prayers specifically? Is it possible that we're being lazy with our prayers and our desires and even our goals and that that is the reason why we're not getting them? I want to keep going here. The, the other really interesting thing to me that stood out other than that Jesus was hurting to begin with. So he's human. He doesn't know the outcome. So he's like us. He doesn't know, like he can't see the future necessarily and know that he's going to, but he believes it. 
right? There's a, there's a difference of like being, you, we've all had that experience where we feel, we know something's going to happen, all right? But we don't know it's going to happen. Like we can't see the future, but we believe it with full confidence. Like we've all had that in small ways, maybe even in big ways. Um, so he was hurting. He gave thanks. And then he believed before the prayer. So the reason I say that is um, he says in here that I thank you that you have heard me. Past tense, he's heard him. I know you always hear me. But because of the people who are standing by me, I say this, that they may believe that you sent me. So he's saying it for the sake of the other people. But to me, it seems like, and I'm not a Bible scholar, but to me, it seems like Jesus already knew, he already believed, sorry, not knew, but believed what the outcome was going to be. And he acted according to that. That's really interesting. And then the last thing I'll just call out here is inside of that same prayer, he says that you heard me and you've always heard me. You always hear me and that he's saying it just for the other people. That means that God knows our heart even when we don't have the words to describe it. Now that may sound like it conflicts with what I said about being specific in prayer. And again, this is just my life. But I don't think it does. I think whether you say the words or whether you think the words, being specific is a prerequisite for getting prayers and getting goals, getting prayers answered and goals completed you know, achieving certain things. Being specific is required for that. Saying the words is not always required. And that's really interesting. That's clear here. It's clear here from Jesus' prayer that God knows our heart. He knows what we're thinking, what we want. You know, when I talk to my kids, that's what I tell them. My son specifically will, will, will end prayers sometimes He'll say, oh, and let's, 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 let's pray and ask for this. Oh, and let's pray for us. And he, and he thinks of all these other things, which is awesome that it's, it's, uh, it's something that I'm not saying you shouldn't do. But I always tell him <clears throat> that um, even if you miss the words, because you can't say everything, even if you miss it, God still hears you. So that like, you know, when you have time or when you're able to, there, there are long prayers you pray, but sometimes, sometimes you're in a situation, you can't say a long prayer. You can't even say words maybe in certain situations. You might be in a meeting, might be in a whatever type of life situation. God knows your heart. And we can see here that God knew Jesus's heart. He knew what he was wanting and what he was asking him for without him even having to say the words. We also see here that it's a very short prayer. So we're, you know, it doesn't have to be elaborate to be powerful. And then we see the outcome, which is an amazing outcome, right? Like someone gets raised from the dead. That is, I'm guessing a lot bigger than most of our needs are, right? Like most of our goals are not probably at that magnitude. So how much, how much 
I'll say easier, should it be for us to leverage these principles to achieve the goals that we're setting out for? Now, it's interesting with principles. Principles work no matter who's using them, no matter what the situation, as long as they're employed correctly. So perhaps it's possible to use these principles for things that are or aren't right for you. It's possible, I think. But I do think that we really should be thinking about what we're working towards and does it align with the kingdom? Like, does it align with God's plan for our lives? Is it wise for us? You know, sometimes we want things like, um, well, in the business world, a lot of us want success and money. We want it as fast as possible. However, like we know success and money and, and, and fame can be, can be the, the greatest disease and the greatest curse to our lives. You have a lot of people that would say that at the wrong time. I think having what I, what I always try and do, I've been, you know, just honestly, there, I've always been the type that has a lot of ambition. And so my desires are generally greater than what I currently have. I've learned to balance that in the last, you know, 10 or so years with contentment at the same time, meaning like not feeling like anything's missing from my life, but having the same drive and ambition to continue to expand. And I believe that that's godly. I think multiply, you know, be fruitful and multiply. That, apply, that was our, our mandate, okay? God said that to man. So we should multiply in every way. I believe that. So I don't think that it's godly to be complacent. I don't think it's godly personally to be, um, to be stagnant and to be small and safe and weaker than we should be. But I think there are, there's, this, there's, there's the feeling, there's the negative energy that drives forward and there can be the positive energy. And so over the last 10 years or so, I've sort of tried to condition myself to remove that negative energy. So I don't feel like there's anything missing, but I have a lot of ambition. But generally speaking, like my ambition exceeds where I want, where I am right now, where I want to be right now. And I'm thankful looking back that certain times if I had the success I have now at certain other times, it wouldn't have been right. Like, I'm, I'm glad I didn't because I didn't have the wisdom to go alongside of it. I didn't have the courage. I didn't realize that when you get pushed into, when, when success comes, oftentimes so do battles, right? So do attacks. When success comes, other things come with it. And we often just think about the thing that we want. We don't think of the you know, the downside or the other side of those things when that is achieved. I actually think it's a good practice to think through that, right? Like let's think of both sides so you can prepare for it. I think it's really important to be thankful for where you are and not lose the ambition of where you're, what you're pursuing, the expansion and the multiplication, because that is what you've been given. You've been given the mandate to multiply all of your talents and all your gifts and everything that you've been given, right? 
that's important. And you have to do it in a godly way, I believe. Um, but some of these principles, will, I believe, will work regardless of that. And that is the power of them, their principles. And so I hope that this was helpful. I hope this uh, is something that, that you can take and live that life with, live that life of ambition and high performance and multiplication in a God-honoring way, in leverage it in business and personal life and all that kind of stuff. And I just thought I'd share this because belief, and belief and expectation, the most powerful things out there. Like if you can always expect a positive outcome, the outcome that you desire, if you can truly believe that something's going to happen, it will. It's proven that it will. So wouldn't it be cool if we just conditioned our belief and use it to, uh, to, to grow what we have and to grow the kingdom? So hope this was helpful. Thank you, guys. Appreciate you. Never stop growing.